I'm here, man. Are y'all ready for the fire talk? Low down on the bridge and uplift the dialogue. Oh, yeah. Listen right along. This is straight off the press. The remix fresh with no prior song. Oh. Supplying y'all with the certified thoughtful. Yeah. To give a piece to the feet, it's time to call blow. Yeah. The raspberry wind is fragrant, and flavorful. Insatiable eardrums taste the radio. Here can't be beat the flash with me. Better leave all your doors and all have the week. What? Positive or motivation to track to see successful guests. Promote a self-mastery. BlockTalkRadio.com slash the remix. Fridays at 10 p.m. Eastern. Support the sister with a great reason. I must insist. Don't miss it this evening. Peace, man. I'm the baddest in this beat. Yes, mind, body, soul is on fleek. Yes, equal beauty in the way I look and think. Yes, I'm the light. Now watch me shine bright. Celebrating elements, I keep my mind right. That's right. I'm my own hero. Calling me a dime, but what's a dime to zero? I'm a full cipher. No, you can't wipe her. Cause these days a fuck boy is hard to decipher. Uh, Self love is all I need to find my inner peace. I see the pain decree when I focus on me, 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 me. I can arch my back to a back end, and you can pay me back on the back end. Cause you know a queen's death, and I get it from my mama, no past ten, follow, sequence. Channel life down low, and if they have us fucked up with some pharaohs. My mama taught me, believe that I'm the baddest in this beast. Yes, I'm body, soul is on fleek. Yes, equal beauty in the way I look and think. Yes, I'm the light that shines in the night. Celebrate the elements that keep my mind tight. That's right, I'm my own hero. I got the vision, reach you like a tarot. I'm a high beacon, the heat to my teachings. See, they, they silence our power, our freedom. The self love is all we need. To find our inner peace. I see the pain decrease when I focus on me, 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 me. When I focus on me, 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 me. I can be selfish most of the time, I be selfish if I can't help myself, I know that I'ma be helpless, always make the same mistake, heartbreak, heartbreak, heartbreak. 
And if love is what you made, I have this tendency to give too many fucks and to gravitate to niggas rolling up, lift them up to the home. But this life I'm building up my own throne. It's your right to love yourself, you have to recognize. Be about it, pray about it, do your exercise. Maybe get fly, be the apple of your eyes. Be the, be the light, the sweetness in your life. Be the bark and the bite, the sugar and the spice, young star. You already know who you are. Oh, yes. Peace and greetings, everyone. I want to say welcome, 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 welcome to the remix. I am your host, of course, Miss Blue, the Oracle, and uh, you are live in the remix. I want to say peace and greetings to everyone out there listening. Wow. No matter where in the world you're listening from, I trust that you are all doing well. I trust that you are all doing well. Wow, what a busy, busy day. I don't know about you guys, but it's been a pretty, pretty busy day today. But it is so good to have every single one of you guys in the house joining us live. Let me give out the call-in number. 515-605-9794 is the number to call, and that's going to get you locked into the remix. Also, I want to let you know the Blue Room is open, and as always, the Blue Room is lit, and we are live in the house on the Blue Room. It is a live house, Planet Remix, and we are live. I do want to give you those cosmic directions. And you can come on over and you can join us in the Blue Room if you so choose to do so. (laughs) I want to give a big shout out to Kali Mar for opening up the way. Shouts out to uh, Priestess Kali Mar and also shouts out to Priestess Erica as well for finding their way on over. So uh, just want to send so much love to you guys. Uh, as well, and, and welcome you on in. Just come on over. All you have to do is go to YouTube. And once you go to YouTube, you're going to do um, one of a couple of things. If you haven't already subscribed, by the way, wow, I want to thank you guys for subscribing uh, to, I want to thank you for subscribing Uh, to the channel over here on YouTube as well. And if you haven't done that and you feel called to do that, certainly want to invite you to do that. And once you um, go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel uh, there, don't forget to hit that bell, that notification bell, because it's always going to let you know that when we are live or when we're going live, when we're posting or uploading a share, So you cannot miss a remix moment with um, Planet Remix. That's going to be a great way uh, for you to do that. So greetings to everyone. Look at the blue room getting blown up over there. Want to give a big shout out, Naima, stepping up into the building. Greetings to Naima, stepping up in the building. Good to see you there. Uh, Priestess Melanie in the house. Want to give her so much love and send that out to her. 
Jawan is in the house tonight. Shouts out to Jawan. Redbird101 is in the house and says, Blessing, blessings and love, Miss Blue. Divine Relationship Alchemy is in the house tonight saying, Peace, family. Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. As you guys get yourself all situated and come on in. Can you guys believe we are almost in the month of September? I just feel like 2019 is kind of moving a little bit in slow motion, but moving fast at the same time, like both at the same time. Like there are certain areas I can look at in my life. It seems like it's just moving fast. And then other areas, it just seems like it is slow motion, like it is moving so slow. <laughs> oh, big ups to gas draws in the house tonight. Alex in the house tonight as well. It just feels like some parts are moving fast and other parts are moving slow. A beautiful combination uh, that's happening out there. Lots of things going on on the planet. We're going to talk about all of that. But I do want to remind you guys that tonight's share, as well as all of Planet Remix, is available for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And all you have to do is download, 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 download. Do it a couple of ways. You can go over to iTunes. Search for Planet Remix Radio over there. Subscribe to the iTunes channel. Put it on all of your iTunes devices, uh, which is really, really cool. And um, also want to let you guys know as well that you can definitely also go over to blogtalkradio.com forward slash the remix as well. And you can connect yourself over there, subscribe over there, listen over there, download the shares over there as well, as well as come right here on YouTube and the Android market. So it is so many ways that you can actually stay connected to Planet Remix. Now, if you didn't get a chance to hear the share on Friday night, I definitely want you to go back and I want you to go back and to listen to those messages, you know, and listen to the share on Friday night. That, that, that share on Friday night, I am still diving through the emails of where we were talking about the heart of the Milky Way Speaks Light 4-4. The heart of the Milky Way. And right now, this energy is all about the heart. The heart chakra. It's about love. It's about connecting with our soul tribe. It's about connecting with your purpose. It's about staying the course and the path. And it really is, as our dear brother sings with us, showing up. To be the best me and you showing up to be the very best that you can that that's the challenge and I want us all to take that energy in especially as we move into the month of September it's going to be so critical that we stay the course and understand about all the downloads coming in, all the messages that are coming in. Because we got work to do, family. Let's face it. We all embodied 
and came here for a purpose. And that purpose is through the self-expression of how we express ourselves through whatever artistry, whatever love, whatever passion that we decide that we want to use that expression. So super excited. Now tonight we're going to be talking about something. Mm. It's going to be so cool. Um, I know that you guys wanted me to stay on Feng Shui a lot longer and um, uh, we, we, we kind of dabbed into getting into some of the principles of feng shui, which is one of those topics that I love absolutely so much. Well, tonight we're going to infuse feng shui and we're going to just do it with some of my passions and my love. And uh, we're going to be talking about the mystical powers of the labyrinth. So you want to stay close for this one and get you a pen and a piece of paper because I'm going to show you how to line your labyrinth up with your sacred space, with your house, whether you're a college student and that's a room or a dorm, we're going to talk about that, um, or whether you have a house, no matter how big the space, no matter how small the space is. You're going to learn how to make you a labyrinth, and this labyrinth is going to align you with the cosmic energy that is coming in. This cosmic energy that is coming in is known as the energy of what they call the seven sisters or the constellation of Pallades. FYI, this attunement that everyone is feeling at this time that has to do with your energy centers in your body, the chakras. So we're going to line these chakras up with our sacred space. You're going to learn how to do a labyrinth so that you can not only keep that life force energy, that chi energy, healthy, clear, balanced inside your sacred space, but you can also keep it that way inside of you. And you can build that connection for yourself, for your family, no matter where you are. So I've been in the records pretty much all day today. So in the Akashic records, and that's been pretty interesting. <laughs> pretty, pretty interesting, to say the least. Um, but I'm excited for us to dive in and uh, and to do this thing and to do it in a very very remix way. So peace and greetings to everyone. Again, welcome on in. I see OB Tech is in the building. Kendra just stepped up in the blue room. Kelly B is in the house. B Balance is in the house. LaVon is in the house tonight. So uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. I trust that you all are well. I have to keep saying that because this energy, you know, that we have right now has a lot to do with being balanced and, 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 and making sure that we're grounding ourselves enough. It's time for us to do some clearing work. It's time for us to do some hearing work. It is time for us to do some Hmm. Self-mastery work, you know? Let's do some self-mastery. And as our dear sisters Oshun open up with me, you understand? The pain will decrease, whatever that pain, mental, physical, spiritual. 
when you focus on you. Self-mastery, yeah. So we have to be responsible. You know we have to be responsible. So we're going to listen to our PSA here. We're going to be responsible while growing up on planet Earth. And, um, yeah, so let's <laughs> let's get into that. And, uh, yeah, I'll be right back as we dive into the cipher. Planet Remix, the only place to be. The only place to be in the galaxy, in the Milky Way, dare I say, in the whole cosmic universe. Peace and greetings, everyone. Hi, it's me, Miss Blue, the Oracle. And of course, you know that it is time for Planet Remix. And we are about to get fully plugged into the cipher. And so I want us to be responsible while knowing our magic and growing up on planet Earth. So if you have any minors around or anyone who may be a little sensitive to a little bit of language and certain content, this will be the great time for you to go grab some headsets and get plugged in like the rest of us. So put the babies to sleep. Let the dogs out. Let the cats run free (laughs) as we get ready to dive into the cipher. We cover so much content and information here, tools and things that you can begin to use, but we do it with a lot of adult content. So let's be responsible while knowing our magic on Planet Remix. Simply there's no other way. <laughs> so, enjoy the cipher. Enjoy the share. And keep knowing your magic. And be responsible while growing up on Planet Remix. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, we're plugged in. We're fully plugged in. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, we are plugged in. And now that we have done the PSA, I want to give a shout out to the family. I know we're jumping into the cipher just in a little different time. So I'm just going to send love out to everyone, all of Planet Remix, every single one out there. I definitely have to do this. I have to do this. Ring the bell for self-invested. I want to ring the bell for self-invested and from myself and Brother Bilal, we want to send love out to each and every single one of you who is in self-invested. Wow. A beautiful class on Saturday night. And you guys definitely have put so much work in so early. It is super exciting. So love, 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 love. Question. Still getting asked, can we join the self-invested workshop? It is sold out. Self-invested is completely sold out. You guys know we opened it a little early this year, but I promise you, if for whatever reason, for whatever reason, you did not get an opportunity to be in self-invested this year, please trust 
where you are and trust the process. There are some amazing brothers and sisters out here doing a lot of work. And so trust where you are. We'll have other things that will come along, that will come up too, but we don't want anyone feeling some kind of way if you could not make it in this year. Just trust where you are. And sometimes that can be a little challenging, but we want you to really do that. And I said this on Friday night, but I'll say it again here because I'm still getting emails. The workshop that we have that was coming up in the month of September has sold out completely too. Wow. Um, Yeah. So the workshop is sold out as well too. But there will be more things coming up. And, of course, you guys know that we really move only when we feel called to move by spirit. Um, so I want you to trust where you are. And, hey, let, we have the remix is always going to be here, you know, for as long as we can. The remix is here. So we get a chance to come here, and we do so much work here. And self-invested is more about being in the self-invested workshop. It's from the time that you get up in the morning. It's about the people in your life that you love. It's about the self-care that you give to yourself. And how you show up in the world and the energy that you are contributing to as the collective consciousness. So when we say stay self-invested and that you need to become self-invested, this is extending far, far beyond the self-invested workshop. This is definitely something our call to every single spiritual being on the planet is to be self-invested. All of this craziness going on with the weather, what's happening in the oceans and the waters, all of this is our emotions being propelled out into the atmosphere. Every single one of us is contributing to what thought patterns are going out into the universe. We are all broadcasting stations, every single one of us. The temple, your physical body, your temple is your broadcast station. And it is constantly broadcasting out into the world what you're feeling, what you're thinking, the way you're acting, the words you're saying. And those words are going out like little bubbles floating, looking for a vibrational match. So we could either be part of the solution or part of the the problem. And I know that here, we are part of the solution. We are definitely part of the solution. So stay self-invested. Yeah. All right. Wow. So listen, today, for most us on the planet. Shouts out to all of our international listeners. Did I even get the chance? Ring the bell self-invested. Gotta do that again. I want to send a big shout out to all my priestess. I will have some stuff coming to you guys really, really soon. 
Uh, so shout out to Self Invested. Shout out to the Divine Priestess. Every single one of you amazing women that are showing up and doing your work in this world. And then to the seen and the unseen, to the new, and to those of you who've been riding for a long time, I want to send you love and light as well. We're going to take a moment, Ashe, to the ancestors, blessings to them. I've been sending energy and light on Sunday. You guys know I send out healing rays of light all over. I did it several times today and even to the Amazon and other parts of the world that is experiencing, you know, it's a lot going on. And everything that we do, every thought that we think can make a difference. Never forget that. You you do matter. You can make a difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So listen, today it's real special because we we are actually in the energy of what our ancestors would call the festival of lights. I want you to think about that for a minute. Festival of lights. The lights. The spinning wheels of light. Our chakras. This energy. That's inside of all of us. This is what's happening now. And so this is a very, very beautiful time to be grateful. You know, if you haven't acknowledged being grateful, then I would say to you, this is a a great time to take a pause, take a moment to be grateful, to be so grateful. Because I'm so grateful for each and every single one of you. Yeah. So love out to the whole Remix family. Brother Bilal, sending love out to Dr. Banks, sending love out to Sister Manya, baby Nai Nai, <laughs> sending love out to each and every single one of you. Everyone who's in the Blue Room, all of you guys who are listening in, I know here in our hemisphere, uh, we have the children getting ready to go back to school. College is about to start back up for some. And on the other hemisphere, some of you are getting ready to take that break. You know, it's that time that children are uh, actually getting ready to get out of school. And so we, we, we have a lot of different energy that is going on on the planet. And so tonight or this morning, this afternoon, depending on where you are, we are going to talk about the mystical powers of the labyrinth. Because that's an interesting word, the labyrinth. And I don't care where you go in the world. I don't care what language you speak. I don't care what your school of thought is. I don't care what your religion is. I don't care what spiritual system you are connected to. That labyrinth is one of those things that really is very mystical. And just its energy. So we're gonna we're gonna do a little bit of that. We're gonna talk about that. We're gonna break that down and we're gonna dive into that. But we're gonna listen to some baby blue and then we're gonna hear some music because we just need to get into the vibes tonight. Um and you know, for some reason it was it, oh, gosh, 
I have so many favorite songs. It was kind of hard for me to find what energy I wanted to pull in tonight, but I got it. I got it, as always. So let's check out some Baby Blue. La, 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 the remix. Hey, this is Baby Blue. And remember, if nothing else moves you, life will. Oh, that is so true. Say it with me. If nothing else moves you, life will. Say it with me. If nothing else moves you, life will. So true. If nothing else moves you, life will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The goal is to definitely move yourself. So this is what I want us to do as we listen to this first vibe little bit of a throwback here, but really, really speaking to everything that is happening here, you know, that's, that's going on. Because we really are in the midst of doing some amazing things, of some beautiful, amazing things. And I have so much that I want to share with you guys now, but I'm I'm just going to be patient. And I'm going to listen to my intuition. And then we'll share about it. But I want you to think about this as we get ready to dive further into the cipher. Listen to these vibes because it's going to move you into that space just in the right place. Open up that heart chakra. Open up that energy center even fuller. So here we go.
me. Planet Remix. Wow. What about some beautiful vibes to get us going and really begin to start thinking about what's going on? Being the best version of who you are and really standing in that and really embodying that. And the song before that is Closer. And I think we all can testify or or feel when we've been at that point where we are moving closer and closer to our dreams, while at the same time being the very best person that we can be, the very best spirit, the very best God, the very best goddess, the very best soul that we can be in that moment of time. And this all has to do with understanding the mystical powers of the labyrinth. The reason that we have labyrinths, and in case you guys don't know what a labyrinth is, it is a place constructed of or full of intricate passageways and blind alleys. I want to say that last part again, blind alleys. So this is a place that has been constructed. It is a place full of intricate pathways. and of blind alleyways. I want you to think about that for a moment because every single one of us has a labyrinth inside of us. In fact, we are living our labyrinth. We are walking down a place full of intricate passageways. There are so many different directions, turns that we can take in our lives. And it doesn't stop there. From the words we speak, from the energy that we put out, all of these things are a part of these mystical powers of the labyrinth. So, in essence, a labyrinth is a maze. Now, some of us get into the labyrinth, and we are in a maze, and we become very clouded in our judgment. We find it very difficult to find our way, to make our way, to get out of the labyrinth. How can we make it from one end of the labyrinth to the other end of the labyrinth. How do we get out of the maze? There's a way out. There's a way through. Because the labyrinth holds this energy. 
it has chambers. Many say that the ancestors in ancient Egypt in the temples, and if you've ever been in the temples, you will know that it is built like a labyrinth. It's like a maze. It has tunnels, and it has many different chambers. It has high points, and it has low points for you to make it through. And you really have to know how to tap into your mystical powers in order for you to navigate that. But these mystical powers are not as mystical as they seem. Because you actually have a labyrinth inside of your body. And there's a place where you go into the labyrinth and how you begin to start entering into the labyrinth in the physical body. Would you happen to know where that labyrinth is? Do you know what, where, what point that you enter into to get to the labyrinth? You have to go in through your ears. That's why what you're taking in, what you're listening to, what vibrations you are susceptible, susceptible to, where you place your energy is so critical. Because we know true hearing comes in through the heart. But the vibration and the frequencies that you are being exposed to while you're watching things, while you're thinking things, while you're doing things, while you're around things, this energy is coming in through your ears. In fact, this energy is located in the labyrinth in your inner ear. And once you get into that inner ear, there are three parts. There are three corridors. And we're going to focus on one of the most important corridors because the very first corridor that you get to when a vibration hits your inner ear is an oracle. I want to say that again for you. I know we got doctors in the house. They can go ahead and verify this. The very first corridor you get to is called Oracle. (laughs) So you get into the labyrinth, you go down the passageway, and you go straight to the Oracle. And based on what vibration and frequency that Oracle picks up, it starts sending out that frequency, it goes into the circle of light that's inside your ear, and it decides where that vibration is going to go in the body. It decides where it will send that message to the mind. What organ it's going to go in? Did you know that your inner ear is not only responsible for your balance, but it's also responsible for how you function, how your organs function in your body? See, we have become non-respecters of hearing because we fell in love with hearing ourselves think and talk. 
that we forgot to listen to our inner oracle because every single one of us has an oracle that's inside of us that is constantly speaking to us, that is constantly communicating with our organs, communicating with our minds, and we are not guarding that gate. We are not guarding that passageway. And so the labyrinth is a reminder that some of the things that you're doing, how you're acting, how you're responding, is because of that inner ear communication that you're having in your labyrinth with your oracle. Now, mind you, very different than your intuition or hearing the voice of your higher thoughts or the voice of God. Very interesting. I wanted to put that on your mind right there because this is one of the energy centers, the chakras that's getting activated that will be coming in at this time. And really, we will feel this energy towards the middle of the month. So this is definitely all about you making sure that you are doing things to keep yourself grounded, making sure that not only are you very careful about the physical food you put in your mouth, but you are also very careful about the spiritual food you are taking in. What are you listening to? What vibrations are you subjecting yourself to? What kind of thoughts are you holding about you? Because these vibrations that are coming in through the inner ear have the ability to override the mind and override the heart. Because we've allowed it to become so strong that sometimes that's the only thing we're moving off of and we don't even know why. So it's time to be intentional about what we're doing. It's time to be focused and on purpose about what you're doing, why you're doing it, and the thoughts you're doing it. Because the energy is swirling around. I know you guys, maybe those of you who don't live in the U.S., you may not know this, but um, there's some controversy going on around about the president having sort of these weapons of mass destruction shooting into Uh, these tornadoes and hurricanes trying to break them up, trying to break up the sound waves because that's what is causing them to stay in that formation. These hurricanes and these tornadoes that are out there is based upon the thoughts that a lot of people on the planet are holding at this time. These volcanoes and all of this, and we've got to have a healthier way of learning how to express our emotions. Because this is the time that your words will not go in void. And whatever you are putting out, it's going to come back to you 1,000 times. 
to you. So that's why I say we are all getting so very close to our dreams. And what we're holding in our hearts is what is coming back very fast. And I know for those of you listening, this is a celebration. Or it should be. Because it's finally an opportunity to be able to do some things that maybe you couldn't do before. But now you have a little extra support to be able to make these dreams come true. To really be able to show up the way that you want to show up. To have sort of the same love that you're putting out, that love come back to you. That made me very excited. So I was excited to come on to let you know that more than ever, this month that we're in, the month of September, the ninth month, this is definitely the 21st month universal year. We are in the 21st century. So this is really about that universal truth. It's about you sort of taking the leadership position in your life. It's about allowing the genius inside of you to come out. It's a beautiful time to form relationships, to build connections, and to really see yourself grow and evolve. Usually we're the last person to see our own personal growth. Other people see it before we see it. But this is an opportunity for you to really embody that and to step inside of that. So I challenge you to walk the labyrinth, to know that you are meeting your inner oracle. On Friday night, I talked about the ISO, the inside oracle. Well, that's where you find your inside oracle. It's through the energy of vibration. It's through the energy of light. So now we're going to get into some funky feng sway, a little bit of chakra things. We're going to walk the labyrinth um, because I think that is super cool. And we're going to talk about how to walk the labyrinth. Um, If you want to do this along with me, you can pull out a pen and pull out something to write with and we can get started and begin to start talking about the energy centers and how to sort of line them up with, um, line them up with the chakras. Mm -hmm. So this was an exercise that I gave out. Um, a couple of years ago, uh, and many of you know, when I did a lot of the feng shui shows, we talked about it. The first thing that I would encourage you to do is to do an exercise where you walk the labyrinth of your home. It could be a dorm room. It could be your sacred space. Um, it could it could be a small place of where you're at, but really just kind of give you some tools on how you can set 
Labyrinth up. It's going to be different for each and every single one of us. So I'm going to give you some examples. I'll also give you some universal um, sort of kind of knowing for this labyrinth and how to do it in your sacred space. But once you're in this process, it is all about the intuition and really listening to that voice of the divine and you sort of moving your way through it and you'll be able to walk the whole labyrinth of your house. So to get started, the first thing that you're going to need to do, you can do this if you have other family members living with you. I think it's really, really cool. I think it's fun, uh, especially if you have children. They're really going to enjoy this as well, too. Uh, you can make it a family exercise, or if it's in a space and you stay by yourself, you can do it by yourself. And I think it's either way, you're just going to have a blast. So the first thing you're going to do is you're going to start at the front door. Now, I'm going to go back because I want to take a couple of steps back and talk about our first episode we did uh, just recently about Feng Shui had to do with clearing the clutter. And it made me so happy. You guys were sending me pictures and you were sending me letters and emails and messages letting me know you were getting rid of the clutter, you were clearing things out, you were straightening things up. This is amazing. And I am so excited to know uh, that you were inspired to do that, you know, based on the Feng Shui show. And I'm so I'm staying true to the promise. You guys want to hear more about this. We're going to do more shows about it. I absolutely love everything about Feng Shui, uh, the ancient art of really understanding energy and how it flows through our sacred space in our house and us and how we connect with the world at one because it really makes a big difference. And everything from every major department store, they hire Feng Shui experts, um, all of the A-listers that I work with, celebrities, everyone begins to start doing this. And I've done it for many people in their house as well, too. So it's really, really cool. Mm -hmm. So the first thing you're going to want to do is you're going to want to start at your front door. So wherever your front door is, this is where you will begin to start walking the labyrinth. So the first thing you have to do is you're going to build out your labyrinth. And so it doesn't have to be anything formal, um, but this is, you know, you don't, you don't need to be an architect, you know, to do this. You can do this. And trust me, with my little cat scratch skills of drawing, um, it comes out fine. You can get markers. You can get colored pencils. You can kind of make it really, really fun. You know, I love doing it with all different colors. The first thing you're going to do, start at the door. And you're going to step outside of your door. And the reason you want to be outside of your door, because remember, I told you that doorway, when you cross that threshold of stepping from outside of where you live and to stepping in, you are going into a whole nother dimension. You are leaving what is called the outer world and you are stepping into the inner world because everything that is in that sacred space is there for a reason, a purpose. From the cup, to the paper, to the mat, to the books, to the pictures, uh, to the light bulbs, to the lamps, <laughs> you get it, to the shower curtains, to the tiles, nothing is there by accident. 
all of this is coming out of your subconscious mind. It's the way you see the world. It's the way you see yourself. It is expressing your thoughts that you hold. It is expressing your beliefs that you believe. It is showing you how you are operating in the world and how you're showing up in the world. It's telling you where your love is. It's telling you where your struggles are. It is showing you um, what areas need to be worked on. It is showing you where your growth is. And it is reminding you of your past. And it is also inspiring you to the future. And if you don't believe it, whatever room in your house you're in, look around and you will see things from the past. You will see things from the present. And you will see things from the future. They will all be placed right there inside your sacred space. So once you come inside and you close the door, you have now just entered the pyramid. You have entered your sacred space. And there's a reason why in Egypt, the temple that is known as the temple of man was called that. Because our ancestors there recognized that a house was nothing more than a body. And a body was nothing more than a temple. And a temple was nothing more than a body. And vice versa. All expressing parts of who we are. And everyone who stays there. So the first part of the labyrinth, once you come inside the door, you're going to need to take about one or two minutes. And just feel the energy that's right there. The first energy that hits you. And what I want you to do is to write down three words that comes to you. So you're going to be working with your inner energy, um, inner um, oracle. So you're going to be feeling the vibrations, the energy, what is there. That is going to be represented as the root chakra. Now, later, I'll tell you about how we're going to break that down a little bit more, but that is going to be the root chakra, the very first chakra, the root chakra, this energy center here, because the root chakra itself represents what's known as the first family, the first family. That's why as soon as you go into many people's houses, one of the first things you see is a picture of the family. Somewhere within your eyesight, you will see a picture of the people who reside inside of that temple, that pyramid, the first family. It is also going to be representative of things of stability. It is the place of balance, and it is also the place of connection with our ancestors. So you may have your grandmother's picture, you know, um, on a mantle as soon as you come in, your grandfather picture that's up there on the mantle. Um, you know, you may have cousins and relatives, uh, uh, pictures of your children or pictures of yourself when you were young or you know, things that you've done of people who are very close to you because this represents the stability. So now, I want you to just think about three words 
That's your feeling as soon as you step into your sacred space. And this doesn't matter if you're at your bedroom door, if you still live with your parents, or if you're in a dorm room, or if you have an apartment or whatever, but representing the space that you really reside in where most of your things are. Three words. And be very honest about those three words because later, if some of the things are coming up that maybe you want to change or you want to alter a little bit, then you'll be able to do that. But first, you have to really, really get into the vibration and see what your instant feelings are when you walk inside your space. So right now, for you guys, especially those of you in the blue room, some of you put some words that are coming to you immediately when you walk immediately into your sacred space. What are some of the things that are coming up? What are some of the words? What is the energy that you're feeling that is coming up um, at that particular time? Comfort. Joni says comfort. Beautiful. What What are some of the other Words, anyone else, what are some of the words that come up as soon as you get in there and you honestly, if you're standing there, what is it that you're feeling? Kendra says safe, home, um, desert, Cosmic says, Kalimar says peace, happiness, and abundance. Uh, Candace says security and peace. Uh, Yolo says taste and love. Uh, uh, Anita says calmness. Very good. X unknown says peace. Um, Kelly says home. Uh, Nakendra says clutter and safety. Thank you for your honesty. Jordan says embracing. Mira said joy and grateful. Love says Relief. Oh, I love that, right? Ernest says open space. So you can see some of these words that are coming to you immediately. Oh, Sheila says, I feel anchored. I absolutely love that. Uh, uh, Benny says security. I love that. Carmel says darkness and confinement and clutter. Okay, I get it. Melanie says clear and love. Uh, Cosmic says, calm yet disorganized. It's important that you write those things down. Mace Rich says, peace and progress. I love it. It's important you write those words down. Take about three and write them down because those three are going to give you a good indication because you are actually coming into the root of your home. So if we were thinking about the root on root chakra on your physical body, this is the energy coming in through the soles of your feet. Uh, hence, this is why we always call ourselves and we know we are a soul group, meaning that we are connected at the root, at the core, soul. That's why the feet, the bottom of the feet are called a soul. Mm-hmm. Lovely Davis says, confused but surrounded by family energy. Tony says, peace, love, and happiness. Beautiful. So these are some of the ways that you can begin to start understanding where this energy is. I also want you to make a note here as you begin to put this labyrinth down, because this is where a great loss of energy will be gone through this opening of this space. 
That's why you want to get the space right. When you first cross that threshold and you leave the outer world and you are entering into your consciousness, into your subconscious, when you walk across that threshold in your house, you have now entered in to your subconscious mind. That's where you're at. In case you didn't know, everything that is around you is a representation of your subconscious. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Your subconscious. That's what you're looking at. So whether it's clutter, uh, if it's a whole lot of things unorganized, it's not a full representation of who you are, but this is a lot of what's going on in your mind. This is a lot of what's happening. This is a lot of what's running the show. This is a lot of what's holding you back. You know, if you have that breakup in a relationship, oh, I can find it in your house. You know, um, you know, you lost that job or you hate your job. Oh, it's going to show up in your house. You know, things in your life that you're frustrated. And on the flip side, those things that you love and you enjoy doing, those things are going to show up too. So I want you to understand that this is where the stability is, the balance is. This is really where this energy is just coming in. It's just coming in right there in the beginning. And it's making its way all the way through the house. We talked about the Kundalini house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is not based on decoration. This is based on energy. Because even if you move into a place that's already pre-decorated, that already has stuff in there, you have your personal things there. And your personal energy is an extension of your energy. And that is what's going to be dominant and reign supreme inside the space trend. So know that. All right. So moving right along. So we're inside the front door. We're working our way in. The next thing that we're going to do is um, we're going to keep walking and you're going to go to the very first room. Very first space that you come to. We're going to go to the next space. Now, this may be very different for um this may be very different for you depending on if you have a room or a smaller space, but um, we'll really break it down and go into that as well. But this is going to be where the family comes together. This is the living room or the family room. Now, if you stay in a space and you don't have a living room or a family room, then this is going to translate for you into the bathroom. Okay, so we're going to go to the next space, and this is going to be where the living room or the bathroom, and this is going to be the solar plex chakra or the solar plex energy center. So this is the living room. This is the family room where that is. There you go, C. Diggs. That's right. Take them shoes off. <laughs> Okay. All right. So if you guys don't have a living room and you don't have a family room, then you get it. It's going to be your bathroom. Now, 
here. This energy center has everything to do with your self-esteem, how self-disciplined you are. It's going to represent your soul power in there. This is really about where a lot of things come together in your house. It is a highly emotional area. Very emotional. So I want you to look around. When you get in that space, a lot of emotions get to churning up in this space. That's why typically sometimes people's living room is all out of control. Or you go in their bathroom and the bathroom is to the nuns. <laughs> you know? Because these are places where we release. And it's also the space in our house and our physical body where we tend to hold our stress and our emotions. So know that the solar plex is where the soul enters the body. When a baby is in utero, when the soul gets ready to enter into the body. That's why when a woman is pregnant, it takes, and now the time frame is different because we've evolved ourselves as souls on the planet. And the doctor will tell you, you have to be so far along before they can see the baby. And they, they're not able to see the baby. And they're finding out that for some people, this is very early in their pregnancy. For other people, it takes a while because it's taking souls a while to enter into the body process is a little different than it used to be back in the day but the soul enters the body through the hip bone another reason why when we look at our our elders our seniors the number one thing that is taking them into nursing homes the number one thing that is causing them um, a lot of pain in their senior years is having hip injuries and having to have hip replacements or falling and breaking their hip um, because this is also where the soul leaves the body is through the hip. And so you will find that a lot of senior citizens, our, our seniors, our elders are having problems with their hips. And spirit showed me that this is the reason why. And so cracking or, 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 or the opening of that hip is them really sort of getting themselves or preparing themselves to leave. And yes, it can happen to young people, but it's more synonymous um, with, our, with our elder, with our elderly, because this is the soul preparing itself, getting ready to leave the body, you know? Mm-hmm. There are exceptions to that rule, so um, I'm sharing with you guys what I've seen in my work from working with people one-on-one. I've worked with thousands of people all over the world. You guys know that, but I want you to just think about people in your life, our elder in our life that you know, and I guarantee you, you will see that there were hip issues that came for some out of nowhere. Um I guess we could say most of the people that I know that that have these hip issues, 
They are not athletes who spent years and years of their body doing rigorous training. It's, oh, so-and-so fell. Oh, so-and-so hip is bothering them. Uh, So-and-so is, you know, this is happening. And you guys have contacted me about your parents, about your grandparents and having these issues. Yeah. So now, um, and then Thorny Rose says, I have worked with old, old, we'll, we'll call them elder. And as soon as their hip break, you know, they're ready to go. And I've seen all these times. You must be a nurse or something, Thorny Rose. Yeah, that is so true. That's right. And you've also seen um, all types of other things, starts like dementia. Yeah, dementia is another one um, because dementia is really connected to dimension. And that is really when a soul is living on multiple dimensions at one time. So that does happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Motivated Mike said, a kid that I watched, grandmother, broke her hip at the age of 92. So, yeah. So we all can, we can all understand that. But I wanted to get to this point to understand the importance of the solar plex. Not only is the place where the soul enters into the body, but it also leaves the body. But this is also where we store our emotions for ourselves. I want to say that part in the again, as Priestess Chastity says, for the people in the back. The solar plex is where your emotions are held for you. I know sometimes we go, oh, that just broke my heart. But really, I guess the technical way to say it would be it broke your solar plex. Because <laughs> you hold your emotions for yourself in your solar plex. And your emotions for everyone else, the world, and things around you in your heart. And that's why sometimes self-love is a hard thing for us because we're searching our heart for our own self-love. And it doesn't reside there. Our love for ourselves, our emotions, and all of those things that is connected there, it is connected to the Akasha. It is inside of the solar Plex. That's why the sun and getting out into nature is some of the best medicine you can do for yourself because the solar plex is, you know, activated by that energy of the sun. That's why we are the sun people. And you will always see generation after generation, we will always be very highly connected to the energy of the sun. So this has a lot to do with that energy um, the of our emotions and how we stress and how we see ourselves. We're talking about the living room, the family room. And if you don't have that, that's going to be your bathroom. So here again, I want you to think about writing down three words of when you're in that space. How does it feel? How does it feel? What are three words that come to mind when you're in that space? How does it feel? You want to write those three 
three words down, those key three words. Uh, Latasha says helpless. Oh, we got to change that. Uh, Nakendra says cozy, cozy, bright, but could be more organized. Lovely Davis says, I miss my home. Your home is wherever your heart is. Um, Kali Mar says, fresh, releasing, and purifying. Beautiful, beautiful. You want to make sure that these two spaces that we're talking about, the living room, the family room, the bathroom, that there is light. It's well lit. And if at all possible, if you have a window, you know, that you make sure the window treatment is together and that you are allowing sunlight to come in. You're allowing that light to be there, to light it up um, there because it is representative as the solar plex energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is a great place. If you're in the bathroom, you want to check those things as the water, make sure they're working correctly. Uh, the faucets are not leaking because water is connected to emotion. And this is a place of stress and emotional outbreaks. And, you know, these things could tell you if there's some sort of blockage there, uh, just like in your living room. Can you walk around in the living room or the family area? Can you walk around without bumping into things? How does it feel when you're walking through that space? Is it comfortable for you? Is it a comfortable flow? Or do people come in and they don't know which way to go? They don't know, do I, do I go this way? Do I go that way? It's confusing. Really start to look at how easy is that flow. When you're coming from the root chakra of your house, remember we're walking into the labyrinth and then you're walking into the living room. Mm-hmm. C. Diggs says congested junk room where I hang up my, <laughs> where you hang up your jacket. Yeah. Yeah. So these are some of the things that you can begin to do. Remember, we're taking a look at this because what? All I want to do is be the best me. That's right. And we're getting closer and closer to our dream, as our sister says. Yeah. So these are, um, you know, how we feel about ourselves. So I want you to think about this. When you begin to start looking at your living room and your bathroom, this is a reflection of your own self-esteem. It's a representation about how confident you are in you. And believe it or not, this, see, one of the beautiful things I like about Feng Shui, because we know all is one and all things are connected. Do you know by straightening up your bathroom, you could literally improve your self-esteem? This is one of those ways when working on the outside of us is helping the inside of us. Because the outside only exists because of the inside. And that's the beauty of understanding these mystical powers of our sacred space. Our sacred space has a way that we can do that. Now, if you try that philosophy and do it outside in the world, it can get a little twisted. 
because you can't go inside Starbucks and say you don't like the way the tables are and you're going to change it around to make yourself feel comfortable. (laughs) That's just not going to work. But inside your sacred space, the reason that couch is in that space, the reason those clothes are piled up in that corner, the reason why the bathroom is not cleaned out is because of what you have going on in the inside. A lot of things come up when people are doing feng shui, when they're doing sacred space clearing, when they're doing this labyrinth. And they will tell me that it will take them back to their childhood. It will take them back to a time in their lives. And you'll get a chance to do a self-reflection without judgment. And so you'll pick up that cup and go, dang, this cup has been sitting in this living room ever since the last time my sister came over. Wow. And it's going to take you back to that conversation. It's going to take you back about to what was said at that moment, what happened at that moment, how you were feeling at that moment, what was being said at that moment, and what was the outcome of that situation. And that cup still sitting in that same spot is letting you know that you have not made closure on that experience. Because the cup cup doesn't belong in there. And the moment you make that decision, that split second that you say, I'm going to pick up that cup. I'm going to wipe off the coffee table. I'm going to take that cup in the kitchen. I'm going to wash that cup out. And I'm going to put that cup where it belongs. You will get closure. You will be moving closer to the closure in your life. You'll be able to see the situation a whole lot clearer. You'll be able to understand what part of you was stuck in that experience. You'll be able to see your role you played in that experience. And you'll finally be able to release it and keep those things that is feeding your soul and release those things that are holding you back. And you can do that with clothes. You can do that with food. You can do that with everything. And also, while you're in that space, you will notice you will feel the energy begin to start connecting the energy with the energy inside of you. You'll feel it starting to build up. So when you're in the living room, when you're in the family or the gathering place of whatever that's called in your house, when you're in the bathroom, take your hand and place it on your solar plexus. Put your hand there. Feel that energy of the solar plex there. So you have those three words. And we're going to move on. I think I skipped one. I did skip one. But we'll go back to it. 
We'll go back to it. Mm-hmm. So let's take a step back because I didn't go to the sacral chakra, probably because I was so excited to get to the living room, the family room. And just that word living, living itself, you know. But I want to talk about the sacral chakra. And I want to give it to you in the order because I don't want to confuse anybody who don't know. So number one, we have what's called the root chakra. Or some people call it the base chakra. Same difference. Number two is actually the sacral chakra. And the sacral energy center is really sort of this massive energy of creativity that's there. And this is really a representation of relationships. But it it goes further than just a relationship with ourselves. It is our relationship with ourselves and everything that's inside of our world. It is the place of where our life force energy, um, it is this energy center of sexuality is here and sensuality. So this is where we begin to project our perception of the world around us, how we see the world, how, you know, how we understand the world and, and, and connect with this. This is the creative center. So where would this be located in our sacred space? Well, it could be anywhere. It is where you are doing your most creative work. If you have a home office, that could be in your bedroom. That could be in your kitchen or maybe a space in the hallway, wherever that creative space is. Maybe it's in your garage or maybe you're most creative in your car or, you know, maybe, you know, you have a closet you turned into an office space. You know, wherever that is, that sort of, as our brother Swiss Beat says, gets you in the zone. This is the creative space. Because this is where the magic happens. This is where you find the love for yourself at. And you're expressing it through this exploration of creativity. Maybe you have a home studio. That's your space. I'm in my creative space right here, which is a bedroom in my house that is also my um, office where I do my work. It's where I do Planet Remix at. It's where I have all of my arts and crafts. It's where I have the majority of my books in my library. Um, it's where I keep all of my crystals and, you know, that I work with, that I do things with, you know. 
Um, I have altars in here, statues in here, pictures in here, paint and paintbrushes in here, easels in here, feathers in here, you know, my oracle cards, my tarot cards, you know, my bones and bones and bones is in here. <laughs> you know, all of my journals are in here. Like this is my sacral chakra inside my house. This is where my computer is. I bring my, one of my laptops and my tablets are in here. My musical instruments is in here. My guitar is in here. My bell is in here. This bell is in here. What else I got in here? I got everything in here. This is it. I have my quilt that was so crafted and beautifully made by one of the priestess in here. Um, Stuffed animals in here. You know, I make paper in here. Yeah, I know. I do. I do the most sometimes. But all of these things are in here. At one time, my creative space was in my bedroom. I moved it. There's another time that I had my creative space in my kitchen. It was my kitchen table. It was my creative space. So depending on what you do and how you do it, your creative space can be many different places in your house. I have a friend and she's all into photography and development. Her creative space is her bathroom because she didn't turn it into one of them black rooms. You go in there, it's like all kinds of solutions and it's, it's, it's everywhere. It's all kinds of stuff that's in there. So look around. Take a moment. Feel the energy. You're in the sacral space inside of your house. I love that. Someone said their creative space is their backyard porch. Yeah. If you're a sky watcher, it could be outside. Like your creative space could be, it could be anywhere. It could be your windowsill when you open up the blinds and In the daytime, you're looking at the sun, and at the nighttime, you're looking at the stars and the moon. So think about it, and think about how you feel in that creative space. If you're having problems, if you find that you're not as creative as you used to be, or you can't get in that zone, look around at your creative space. Maybe you need to move some things around. Maybe you need to, you know, just kind of shuffle a few things around and, and kind of get things sort of kind of moved around. And maybe that will help you to be able to do that. You know, maybe you need to pull out some crystals. Maybe you need to get some hematite because hematite is excellent helping you to find balance and bring sort of this energy out in your creative space. Maybe you need to get some stones, you know, because it works with that very, very creative energy. And it, it, it works beautifully when it comes to the energy that is located in the sacral chakra. 
So think about that. Think about, think about that way that you can do that. You know, maybe you need to put um, some essential oils because I have them in here. All of my elixirs um, are in this sacred space. Maybe you need to have an incense or a candle uh, in this sacred space. I got my totems in this sacred space. Maybe you need to bring some color. Yeah. Into this sacred space. But there's so many different ways that you can do that inside the sacred space. All right. So we had to take a step back. So we all got the creative space. We also got the solar plex. And so now we're going to be moving on from the solar plex. And uh, we're going to be moving ourselves on down to the heart chakra. Really, really interesting. The heart chakra. This heart chakra right here, it, 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 I, I want you to think about it like this. This heart chakra, when you're looking inside your sacred space, you can find it many different places. One of the places you're going to find it, number one, wherever you eat. If you have a dining room table, that is going to be representative of where the heart chakra is. Most people, that will be inside the kitchen. If you do not necessarily have a space dedicated for that um, as the kitchen or a dining area, I also want you to think about the hallways. Think about the hallways. All of the hallways in your house. Because this is connected to the energy of love. The dining room is there because the dining room itself is where we share food with others. We share physical food. We share spiritual food. We share energetic food with our friends and our family where we break bread it's a conscious act of nurturing and divine love so whenever we share food that's why you can always think about your mama your mama always wants to feed you or your daddy or your grandmother or you go over the friend's house and they always want to eat or you get together with friends and they say let's go get something to eat because this is one of the ways that we share love so know that that area that 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 kitchen table that dining room, all of this is representative of the heart chakra. So whether you're eating with others or you're there by yourself, this is the heart chakra. This is where love is being expressed. So you should always make sure that when you sit down and you're about to partake 
in food, especially because we're talking about building sort of this labyrinth inside of our temple, inside of our pyramid, inside of our sacred space, and align it with our energy centers inside of our body, that this is a place that is clean, it is, it is free of clutter, and this is really a ritual that you do. This is why we were all mostly taught to bless your food when you're about to partake in it, when you're about to take it and eat it and put it in your mouth. It's a reason for that. So think about it. And then the hallways. The hallways that are located in your house, this is representative of how the blood is pumping body, pumping blood through your body, through your circulatory system uh, in your body. This is what the hallways are. This is where, where the chi is running through and it goes through one room through the other. Remember we talked about in the other share about the kundalini energy floating through the house. It is going through the hallways. And the same thing for the heart chakra. This is representative of the blood. Mm -hmm. And if you eat and you don't have a kitchen table, wherever you are eating at, that is representative as the heart, as the heart chakra, wherever that is. Mm -hmm. So if you're taking your food and let's say you have a tray, I would suggest that you either make you a tray or get you a tray. And if you can get you a tray and you can have that tray made out of wood, we know that wood holds the energy of spirit. And you can charge that wood up with love and healing and nutrients. You can take essential oils and you can spread it on there and put it into the wood. And so you know every time that you're placing food on that tray and you're about to partake and you're about to eat, that you are entering into the heart chakra that is located inside your sacred space. And remember, it's important that when we're in these sacred spaces, we begin to start recognizing that these spaces also live inside of us and we are aligning ourselves up with that energy. Mm -hmm. So our hallways should be clear. No boxes in the hallway. I see a lot of you with shoes and stuff in the hallway. Some of you think you're decorating, but you're really blocking the flow of the hallway. You can't even walk down the hallway. You should be able to move throughout these spaces because this is representing the veins that is inside, um, um, that is connected to the heart chakra, that is sending energy to all the different areas in the house. So next, we're going to go to the throat chakra. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> the throat chakra. Mm-hmm. This is where you study at. This is where you do your research. 
This is the place of your home office. This is where, if you watch television, it could even be in this space. It could be where you where you talk on the phone at the most. This is where your computer is. This is where your laptop is at most of the time. And that could be in the kitchen. That could be in your bedroom. That could be anywhere. This is going to be your throat chakra. It's where your communication portal is. So some of you may find that this is overlapping with other areas of the house. This could be overlapping for you to where your creative center, your sacral chakra is. That's fine. Know that it is there, even though uh, your throat chakra may be there. It's wherever you're doing most of your communication. So for me, where my creative center is, is the same place where my throat chakra is. It's right here in this space. So where my sacral chakra is and my throat chakra, they are aligned themselves here together. This is where your voice is or where you're expressing your most authentic voice of who you are. Um, and so this is, is, is really where the communication is happening. Where is most of your communication taking place? A good indication, if you're not sure where that is, uh, I want you to think about if there's a lot of people inside your space, where would you go to use the phone? Because that space is probably going to be your dominant space of where you communicate at the most. And again, again that could be very different for all of us. But I want you to also take that one step further and take that to make sure that you are looking at the devices and how you're communicating. So are you communicating on your phone? Is your phone cleaned up, you know, or do you just have stuff all over the place? If your email is on your phone, you know, how, how is that looking? If you have a laptop or a desktop, what does it look like? Do you have things organized and filed correctly? If you're having problems communicating, then look at the devices you're communicating through and make sure that you're not just looking on the physical surface for what you can put in order and do some feng shui to line these energy centers, these chakras up so they can open up more for you. You have to begin to look at the devices of what you're communicating through. How is that working? 
when you go on your desktop and you're looking for something, are you saying, gosh, I don't know where I put it. I don't know what I named that. Oh, oh, I know for me, sometimes that's a big one. So I have to organize and have my files and know where I have certain things. This is for when I'm doing one-on-one sessions for people. This is where the Akashic Record reading information goes. This is where self-invested goes. This is where my notes for the show notes go. You know, this is where these goes, you know, and then in my inbox, When my emails come in for different things, they're filed away. They're put in different categories so that that communication is there. So begin to start thinking about that, taking a few minutes just to kind of pull these things back into balance. It really is going to help your throat chakra, and it's going to be amazing for how you study how you receive information, how you give information, all things of communication. And even, watch this, most importantly, how you're communicating with yourself. Because that's the most important communication. We all should be talking to ourselves. I know we were all talked taught that you shouldn't never have talked to yourself and answer, but I am a fan of talking to yourself and answering. You need to have that conversation with yourself. And by the same token, if that place is, let's say, your throat chakra is your kitchen table, that needs to be cleared off. Because that's the place where you're communicating at, if it's your sofa, uh, if it's in your living room, you know, wherever that is, that space should be placed in order. So take a minute, same thing, three minutes there, three minutes, and find three words to describe that feeling, connect with that energy. A lot of this you guys will do offline, um, but I want us to go through this labyrinth so you can have some steps and you can start to work with this because it's really, really cool when you get it done. Like you'll literally be able to feel your throat chakra opening up when you come in. You'll be able to feel your heart chakra expanding itself. You're going to be able to feel this energy as you're moving yourself through these spaces. And then the real trippy part is when someone comes over to visit, they may not be able to tell you exactly what is different about your sacred space, but they're going to know something major has changed here. (laughs) They're going to know you did something. They're going to be like, hmm, it felt a little different up in here. So it's going to be um um it's going to it's going to feel different. It's going to be really really cool. So next, let's go cuz we're at the throat chakra. We're almost done with this and then we're going to move on to some more things. But next, you're going to go to the third eye. The third eye. That almighty third eye. The third eye. So now they say, and I say they say, because I didn't say it. 
<laughs> but they say, which is, is true, I'm not saying that's not true, that all other chakras must be open and balanced before this chakra can be fully activated. We're going to talk about where that is in your sacred space, but I want to tell you what I have found in my work and after doing thousands and thousands of readings, energy scans, medical intuitive readings, working with physical doctors, working with others, um, working with you guys, and definitely working and working with myself. That's not exactly true. And the problem that's happening is because we are actually born with all of our energy centers already open. And there are so many different dimensions inside each one of our energy centers. And so depending on what soul group you were born with and when you came to the planet and what your purpose is on this planet, because we have several different callings. We have a soul group calling, and then we have what's known as our own personal calling. And this is why we came to the planet. Many of you listening, and I would say just about every single one of us who were listening, we came in with all of these chakras open, highly open on many different levels from the time we were children. And generation after generation, even if we were to start with the 70s, they started coming in with their third eye wide open. When the 80s came, these children came in bussing the door down. Now, of course, a lot of parents shut that energy down immediately. Once we went to school, the energy got shut down. Those 90 babies came in, all of these of what I call the origin generation. They already was on understanding spirituality. They were understanding. They came with wisdom. They came with their intuition already there. What has happened? is that process of all of chakras being open is not necessarily true. And I've done readings for people who third eye is wide open, but their root chakra, their goddamn heart chakra, and they throw is thrown the hell off. And this is why what the world calls mental illness is at an all-time high. That's why. Because they don't have the understanding of what's happening. And our society has not improved to the point where there's enough support out there for people to understand what they're going through. And when you're having an average conversation, people think you're out of your mind, that you done lost your mind. And so it's so many ways that people begin to start searching and trying to ground themselves. And, you know, we're all here trying to figure we're all here trying to learn together. That's what I love about Planet Remix. We are all doing this work here to get an understanding. We don't have all the answers here. I don't have all the answers. 
But this is a space where we can begin to start growing and learning together. And whatever spirit is giving to me, this is what we give myself, Brother Bilal. This is what we give to each and every single one of you. And that's why soul groups like this is needed. Because you can't wake up and call your mama or your daddy and say, let me tell you what happened to me today. Without them saying, we need to take you to go talk to somebody. Because <laughs> something is wrong with you. But there are highly intuitive beings on the planet that have certain energy centers that are open but don't understand what that means. And so they're hearing all kinds of things depending on where their frequency is, and it's causing disturbance. So I'll preference that as we get into the third eye. So all of your chakras must be open and balanced. Well, here's the thing. You're always balancing your chakras. There's no such thing as dun, 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 dun. I got all my energy centers. They are balanced. That's part of the work here. And balanced could look very different depending on what you came here to do. So when I look at certain individuals and I begin to start seeing them and I see them, when I look at Beyonce, her, her throat chakra is not blue. Her throat chakra is indigo. When I look at LeBron James and I look at his hands, his hands are black. The energy coming out is black. And that black color is that color of the melanin. It is that color of energy, of power, where we can harness all of our energy to come through. But if you were to say that to someone who doesn't have this understanding that black, oh, black means evil, that means bad, that means it depends on what dimension you're on. It depends on your understanding of it. Because once you begin to start moving yourself into these higher levels of understanding and frequency, you move outside of duality. You get out of wrong and right and good and bad. You, you, you want to move above that. That's the whole point of the spiritual path is to move outside of duality. So this third eye, which is a lot of things that are coming down. But this is really the spiritual center of your home. So where is that spiritual center of your home where you're, maybe it's the place where you meditate. Maybe it is 
your library is. It could be that place where you are doing most of your research and you're studying. You know, maybe you have a yoga room. Maybe it's where you have an altar. I did a reading some years back for a brother who, um, Patah, who lived in India. And his family house, they have a whole floor. And the whole entire floor was the spiritual center, was an altar. It was a whole floor dedicated to an altar. This is where you're going to have your spiritual center of your altar. And before we um, get ourselves caught up in this whole thing about an altar, I want you to understand that once you cross that threshold from the outer world to the inner world inside your sacred space, you are in your altar. Your whole house is your altar. Now, you may have designated altars throughout your house, but your sacred space, that part, that whole space from the kitchen to the living room, to the dining room, to the bedroom, uh, to the bathroom, you know, to the hallways, that is your altar. So you can begin to start looking around at the altar you have built because that ultimately is what is feeding your altar consciousness. That is either raising your energy or it is taking your energy down. But you get to decide what your altar, what your pyramid, what your temple is going to be broadcasting. And the third eye is where the spiritual center is. So, look around. Get your three words. Is it your office where you do that? Is it um, where you read books? Is it a little corner nestled away in your room, you know? Um, is that on your bed at night when you sit there and you, you know, start to do things? You know, what is there in your altar? And this could even be where if you're a college student where you're doing your studies or an adult where you're doing your studies and you're doing that. It could be where you sit down and do your bills every month. It, it, it can be where you plan out your week and, you know, I have my planner and I sit down on, you know, on Monday mornings and I plan and I put my things inside of my planner of what I'm going to do and, you know, all kinds of things. It could be that space. It could be in your kitchen. You know, it could be in your bedroom. But this is going to represent your spiritual center. Mm-hmm. 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 So, three words. Start to think about it. Think about your spiritual center. Is it something that throws you off your path? Because nothing will throw you off more than clutter. You would know in this space 
if you're experiencing things like nightmares, even though there's no such thing as nightmares, insomnia, just can't take your ass to sleep, being indecisive, can't make up your damn mind, don't know how to make a good decision. (laughs) So it may be the place where your favorite altar is because your whole house is your altar. Go figure. That closet, when you open it, it is a part of your altar. That kitchen drawer that you're pulling out, that's a part of your altar. Your bathroom, that is a part of your altar. That rug that's at your front door, back door, side door, near your garage, that is your altar. Your whole house is a altar. And these are all the things you have chosen to put inside your sacred temple, your altar. From every pen to every picture, every, you know, everything. It's part of your altar. Mm -hmm. Nothing will distort the energy of your altar than clutter. Yeah. So you may have baby altars inside your altar. (laughs) So people always tell me when they say, oh, I got an altar in my living room. Your whole house is an altar. And your temple, just like in ancient times, that's your battery, that, that your sacred space is where you go to recharge. It's where you go to rejuvenate. We've been taught that you got to go on vacation. How backwards is that? No, you should be able to go inside your house. You should be able to step off that threshold, cross over that threshold, leave the outer world and go into your inner world and recharge and rejuvenate. Feel safe, feel secure, feel nurtured, feel uplifted to be inspired, to be creative, to feel fresh, to feel clean, to feel sacred. And these are some of the things that I built my house on and what I wanted myself and my children and anyone to come inside my sacred space. I want the energy that whatever energy you were holding, by the time you left, that was times 50 that it would just help to enhance, expand, elevate that creative energy inside of you. So I want you to begin to start thinking of your sacred space in that way. And even when you find that space in your house that is representative of your third eye, Your spiritual center is the place where knowledge is, where you're gaining knowledge, where you're gaining wisdom, where your intuition, where you do your devotion, whether you're praying, whether you're meditating, whether you're doing yoga, whether you're doing mudras whether you kicking your leg up and down, whether you hula hooping, <laughs> you on your, you know, you on your trampoline, whatever you are doing. 
to get yourself in that spiritual center. Mm-hmm. So next, the crown chakra. The place of universal soul. Where everything becomes one. All is one. First law of understanding of consciousness, all is one. This is in the bedroom. It's where you lay down at night. It's in your bedroom. It's wherever you sleep. Wherever you rest, it's very intimate. It's a place where you share your deepest emotions because our crown chakra the bedroom is so close to our emotions so take a look around around in your bedroom One of the things that growing up was always something we had to do in our homes, and that was before we left to go to school to make our beds. It's so important that you make your bed. That really is a ritual for aligning your crown chakra. Because the crown chakra is really about spiritual enlightenment. This is where a lot of people experience anxiety, depression, sadness. It's also the place where we receive the most downloads at, especially when we're sleeping. The dream world itself is really the real world, you know, and then we wake back up (laughs) into this world. It is the retreat. Many of us attempt to go on a retreat every single year, but you are retreating every night. Or every day or any time that you wish to lay down, you are going on a retreat. Not only when it is time to rest, but also when you are sad, when you are sick, when you are tired, when you are emotionally overwhelmed. This 
is the crown chakra. So the bed needs to be neat, needs to be comfortable. It should be pleasing to the eye. The bedroom itself, it represents that crown chakra. It represents that you are open. to expanding your spiritual self. You are open to listening to the voice of the Most High and the Divine. It is the place where all things meet as one. The other place that goes hand in hand with the crown chakra, because for those of you who attended the workshop with myself and Brother Bilal, you know that the crown chakra and the root chakra meet each other. You got your front side chakras and your back side chakras. So the front door is also represented as the crown chakra. And when you open the door, you are opening yourself and coming in, in your temple, in your sacred space, to understand, to knowledge, to wisdom and understanding. And that's what you're telling yourself when you cross that threshold. I am open to new knowledge. I am open to new wisdom. I am open to a new way of understanding, of how to show up, how to be the best me. And the same when those come as well. So clear the blockage. Clear the clutter. Fix the bed. Fluff the pillows. Wash the sheets, sweep the floors, or vacuum the floors. Keep the place of your retreat. Keep that space. Of spirituality and enlightenment. Keep it clear. It's the place of unity. It is the opportunity for your mind, your body, and your soul to reside together once you get inside that bed. It is where heaven and earth meet. When we go to sleep or close our eyes and rest at night, that's when our astral body leaves so that our physical body can repair itself, can bring itself into balance. It can listen to messages from our soul. It can hear messages from the Most High. It can get the understanding from our ancestors. We can work things out that when we get ready to open the front door and go to the outer world, we can have a better understanding 
of ourselves, our purpose, and the world that we live in. So the same thing there. Three words. Line them up. Get the chakras together. Make sure you connect with your chakras while you're in that space because that's the whole beauty, that you can connect with you, you can connect with the energy, and you can begin to start putting it there. So now that we have that layout, that foundation, we are starting to build the labyrinth and understanding that in each one of our spaces inside of our house, it is representative of the seven chakras, which are just the core chakras. Of course, we have many more, but these are the seven chakras that are inside of us in our home, our sacred space has this as well. So I don't care if you're doing it in a mansion or you're doing it inside a, um, whether you're doing it in a mansion or you're doing it inside of your bedroom. It doesn't matter. You can find all of these energy centers. They exist. I don't care how small your space is or how large your space is. It exists. And that's how you begin to start laying down the blueprint for your labyrinth. Now, are we ready to go to part two? I feel like I have been doing like a lot of talking. This will definitely probably be one of those shows where you have to download, download, download. Because now we're going to get ready to walk the labyrinth. Are we ready? Are we ready? If you guys can still hear me, y'all still with me, let me know, and we can continue. All right. We ready. We ready, ready? Shoot. I feel like I need an intermission. Do we need a little intermission before we go to part two? Do I need to put some put some jam on? Do I need to put something on? Often I get asked the question, the question about how do I keep myself grounded as best I can, right? Stay in alignment with my cycle and stay connected to the cycles of the universe. Now, we're going to get ready to get into some work that we do in the priestesshood, but I'm going to be sharing this work with you here. And so as we get ready to get ready, um, (laughs) I just want you to relax. That's it. That's all that's needed and really just, you know, your willingness. But this is going to be important as we talk about the blood moon tonight because as you guys know it's not just the blood moon it is a super moon it is a lunar just want to let y'all know it is not a blood moon tonight it's not a super moon but we're going to do this exercise uh, as we get ready to keep going with the we're going to keep going here tonight total eclipse sometimes called a wolf moon, a blood moon, and it doesn't happen often. We have just sort of stretched ourselves into what we know numerologically, right? A 2019 
and already so much has happened. <laughs> so much and creativity. And this blood moon speaks just so key, so important, right? Love, joy, and self-expression. And if you look around, you can see that that is happening absolutely everywhere. It doesn't matter what part of the world you are living in. So I'm not going to talk too much about that. I really want us to get into this work of tapping into this energy of the super blood moon total lunar eclipse so that we can open ourselves up to more than we can even begin to imagine. And it's going to be real simple. I'm going to ask the priestess that are going to join me. And I want to ask that all the sisters from all around the world that you join us too. And brothers, I want you to join us as well. Yeah. You'll know when it's time. I want the brothers here to really begin to feel because this is going to put you in that space to receive that feminine energy. I want you to begin to feel the vibrations and the energy from the music, from the sound, and from the tones. The triple goddess energy is here, and that is the reason why I did the last show to let you know that this energy from the blood moon, which is bringing in the triple God's energy, in fact, is no longer bringing it in. That energy is here. And once we stepped into 2019, it had arrived. So here we go. Let's get started. So all of my sisters, all of my magic maker sisters, I want you to repeat after me. And brothers, I want you to receive the vibration. And oh boy, we're all going to receive something very, very magical from this moment. So let's get started. As we get ready to get started. I want to talk to you a little bit about sacred tones. This is something that has been known to the energy of the divine feminine since the beginning of time. And so now we are going to invoke this energy. It's a sacred tone. It is a primordial It is the tone of the priestess and the goddesses and the women all over the planet. It is used so that we can begin to connect ourselves back to our internal cycles. And once we as women, as divine feminine energy coming together, begin to connect ourselves with our own internal cycles. Earth and all of the planets. All of the planets will begin to connect themselves with the energy that is connected to the Milky Way. So that is all 
of the 3,946 planets to include all of the solar systems and all the multiple planetary systems, including the moon and including the sun, will begin to follow our lead. So here we go. Let's get ready. Repeat after me. This sacred sound straight out of the Akashic Records that was released on the earth at the beginning of time. Here we go. Sa Ta Na Ma Just like that. I want you to say it with me. We're going to do it again. It is sa ta na ma. Sa ta na ma. Yeah. Sa ta na ma. So now, sisters, I want you to take your hand and place it on your solar plex. And your solar plex is going to be located right around your belly button, right in that area. You want to get it right in there, just wherever you feel comfortable. And brothers, you can place your hands on your heart. Open up that divine gateway. So here we go. You ready, sisters? Repeat after me. Ah, 
I needed that. <laughs> oh, thank you guys for hanging in there, Planet Remix, everybody. Just needed to take an intermission here. We covered a lot of information here on the mystical powers of the labyrinth. And really just understanding about those energy centers, how they are not just connected with us on the inside, but also how that is connected inside of our sacred space and in our house. So now what we're going to do is I'm going to show you once you've taken care of that, then you can begin to start walking the labyrinth. And so we're going to start this process again. I'm going to give you the steps. Yeah, we got enough time. I'm going to give you the steps on how to now walk the labyrinth. You made the blueprint for the labyrinth, and now you're going to walk the labyrinth. Wow. Well, that does my heart good. I know, you guys, it was a, it's a remix throwback, and I just let Spirit pick what to play, and I just clicked it. So it, it applies to all times, all times. So here we go. We're going to get ready to walk the labyrinth. So what you're going to need when you're walking the labyrinth is you're going to need a piece of paper for every single area of your house. So let me tell you what that means. That means for the very front of your house. I want you, if you're going to be the main person, if you're going to be doing this with many other members of your house, and you're the very first person to do it, then you're going to go in. And you're going to do what I like to call hmm, body dousing. So now I can see why Spirit had me play that, because you're going to do a little body dousing. And if you don't know what dousing is, dousing is a technique that is used um, where you can detect, in short, okay, because we don't have a lot of time, but in short, a feeling where the energy is, feeling how the kundalini energy is moving through your house. And also where you can feel where the energy or the vibration is very low. So the first thing you want to do is you can use your physical body. Now, if you say to me, Miss Blue, you know what? I don't know. I don't know, Miss Blue. I'm not feeling 100% confident that I'm going to be able to pick up the energy in my house like I want. Then I'm going to tell you some other tools you can use to help you pick up the energy in your house. So you can either do it with your physical body. How you're going to do it with your physical body is you'll stand at your door and you'll take your hand and put it in front of you. And then you're going to wiggle your fingers because believe it or not, we talk about the spirit world all the time. That's how close the spirit world is to you. Every moment of the day, every second of the day. And there are times, even inside of our sacred space, we are walking in and out of portals. But I digress. That's another show. We can talk about how we can use different apps and things on our phones to tell where portals are inside of our sacred space. So you're going to use your hand and wiggle it in front of you. And you're just going to hold your hand out and you're going to move your body with both hands out. And you can feel as the energy feels very heavy or very light. And you'll know the spaces where the energy feels very heavy. That may be a place where there's a lot of clutter, where there's dust, 
maybe there's things that is broken in that space um, or something damaged in that particular space, or it could be a place that is just cleared, but the energy is low. And you want to find out where those pockets are because you'll know how to make adjustments when you're doing your labyrinth in that space. So I'll take a step back. When we did the first half, you went through and you recognized what energy was in all the spaces in your house. Before you finish that sheet, you're going to go back into each one of those energy centers in your house and put what you want to feel when you're walking in each one of those spaces. Does it need to be more of a creative space? Does it need to be a place of more of a spiritual center? Does it need to feel that way? Do you want to feel more love and nurturing in there? Do you want to have more joy and fun uh, in a particular space? Should the kitchen be that place that you feel healing energy once you step into it? Whatever that is, start writing that down because you'll use that later. The other tool that you can use if you don't feel comfortable using your body to do that is to use a pendulum. And if you've never used the pendulum, it's pretty simple. If you've been working with energy for a long time, sometimes I have my reservations because you're strong enough to move the energy in your mind. So it can work two ways for you. One, it can give you confirmation to let you know what you were picking up intuitively is correct uh, and the pendulum will agree. Um, or, you know, it can give you insight where maybe you didn't have insight if you've never worked with a pendulum before. And you can use a pendulum by buying one at your local um, emporium. Or what you can do is you can actually take a necklace and put a ring on it. You can take a piece of string and put a ring on it. You can use anything. And you want to hold it in front of you. And the first thing you want to do is sort of condition your pendulum. When you're conditioning your pendulum, the first thing you're going to say to the pendulum is tell me what direction is yes. And you're going to hold your hands as still as possible Pull it out at least about six inches away from your body because you don't want it to be too strong inside of your own aura field. And it's going to tell you if yes is clockwise or if yes is counterclockwise or back and forth, depending on your pendulum. After you ask it what direction is yes, I want you to take your hand, straighten your string, straighten your pendulum. And then say, what direction is no? It should go the opposite direction of whatever way it's going. If it doesn't, just keep doing it until it does. Very simple. I have my little babies doing this. <laughs> Very simple. Okay? And then afterwards, you're going to do it again, but this time, because I believe in also exercising our own intuitive powers and our own psychic abilities as well. This time when you ask your pendulum what direction is yes, and it goes in the same direction, the second time that happens, you will say to your pendulum, stop. And it should stop moving. 
it's the coolest thing in the world. If you've never worked with a pendulum, it's going to be the coolest thing in the world that you can say. You could be like Beyonce, world, stop. You could tell your pendulum, stop, and it's going to stop. And then you can tell your pendulum, I need you to move in the direction of no. So pendulums are good for what we like to call close-ended questions. Yes and no. (laughs) Yes and no. So when you're coming in and you say inside your doorway, you're standing there with your pendulum and you say, does the energy in here, is the energy in here good? It could be that simple. We don't have to make this complicated. And I know some of you (laughs) are masters at this, so I don't want to insult you. You know how to use your body to detect the energy. But this is also for those who may never have done this before. So you're going to hold your pendulum and you're going to say, is energy good in this space? Do I need to change things? You can ask questions like that. It will say yes. It will say no. It will say this. You can move over to a certain area and say, is the energy low? It will either go clockwise, if clockwise is yes for you. It will go counterclockwise if the answer is no. And you're going to make a note of that. And you're going to walk that labyrinth all the way through your house. Do it intuitively. You can't do it wrong. It's not going to be a mistake. There's, I don't want you to feel. You cannot mess this up. Remember, you are inside of your altar. You are inside of your subconscious working. So you can't mess this up. So whether you're in your dorm room, um, whether you're in your mansion, it doesn't matter where you're at, whatever is your sacred space at the time. And you're going to go room by room and space by space. So you can have some indications. It doesn't matter what the energy is because we're going to clear it. Now, This is the year 2019, and sometimes when people come to me and they tell me they're saging and they're doing all of this, I think that's super cool. But sometimes we're not always in the position where we can do that. We either have small children, maybe ourselves we're allergic to things, or we have um, seniors living with us, or other people who will be irritated by that. Here's some beautiful things that you can do. You can make what's called rainbow water. And I've talked about this almost about six years ago when I did a feng shui show. But I'll give this out really quickly. You can make you some rainbow water. And rainbow water is very simple. Rainbow water is just going to contain the essence before everybody get their panties in a bind. Rainbow water is going to contain the essence of all of our energy centers. And it's going to be all of the colors inside of the rainbow, which is the colors inside the chakra, uh, which is also the colors of the musical notes. So collect some rainwater where you are. So if you can't collect no rainwater, that's cool. You're not going to mess it up by not using rainwater that comes from the sky. But if you can get you some rainwater, I know it's raining here and there, many parts of the world, get you some rainwater. And even if you have a little bit, you can mix it in with some regular water. And inside that water, two things you want to do. You want to get that rainwater and you want to pour it in a bowl. 
Once you have that rainwater in a bowl, you want to get you some crystals. They can be your favorite crystals. I'm going to do an update on some crystals because the frequency and vibration is changing so much inside of us, inside the planet, inside the crystals. Everybody is being recalibrated. Find crystals that you're connected to. So there's no wrong or no right. Just make sure the crystal that you're about to put in water wants to be in water. And you're going to take that crystal, whether it's a rose quartz, whether it's an amethyst, whatever it is, I would suggest that you get a hematite crystal and you put that hematite inside the water. And I'll talk to you a little bit if we got time about why the hematite. But the hematite is great because it absorbs low frequencies and it's great for building barriers. And when I say barriers, I'm talking about aura barriers or energetic barriers, and it's connected to the magnetic field, and it's also connected to your magnetic field. So if it's your hematite, it's going to be connected with your magnetic field, and it's going to carry your blueprint in that magnetic field. So that is going to be your higher self. So everything that is connected with you, all that is in the best interest of you and the best interest of everything that is connected with you. I think earlier somebody made a comment about what is good for me is not good for you. And that is absolutely true. I could not agree with that more. But when you are truly doing what is best for you and you are coming from a place of love, it is going to be what's best for everything that is connected to you. Keyword, not the whole world, but you and everything that is connected with you. Because the heart is that space that we begin to enter into those higher dimensions. So keep that in mind. Everything is about intention, and it's about our starting point of where we're going to start. So you're going to take that hematite. You're going to put it inside that water, inside your rainbow water. If you don't have rainbow water, get you some water. And you know what you do? You wash your feet, and you become Jesus, and you become the ritual. And you sit down and put both of your feet inside that water and you begin to meditate and you begin to pull the energy all the way out of the soles of your feet and you pull the energy back up into your crown and you continuously make a loop and a circle inside of the water. And what you're doing is you're sending all the love, everything that you want to have inside of your house, you're sending that energy inside of that water. How are you going to know if you're doing your rainbow water right, right, if you're making it? Because the water is going to look like a cloud. It's going to turn cloudy white. It's the most amazing thing in the world if you've never done it. It's going to start to change colors and you will see like little pockets of cloud inside of your water where your feet are. And you do that for about 15 minutes. 
and you just meditate and you pull the good energy in you. It's going to be a clearing. You're even, it's going to feel weird. It's going to feel like you're making yourself into a, a spiritual neti pot and you're just cycling your energy through the water and you're cleansing it off. You're taking it, pushing it down through the soles of your feet and you're imagining that energy coming back in through your crown chakra, clearing you, going back out. It is beautiful. So you have your rainbow water, whether you catch rainwater and you put the hematite in it or whether you use your own energy and you put the hematite in it. Then you want to put it into a spray bottle. And once you put it into a spray bottle, you can use a couple of frequencies. I like to use lavender because lavender is connected with one of the highest frequencies here, which is um, sort of that violet energy. It's great for clearing. It's great for healing. It's great for uplifting. It's great for all of those things. So you can put a couple of drops of essential oil of lavender in it, or you can put a couple of drops of your favorite essential oil. It's, it's up to you. You can mix a couple, you know, kind of get creative with it. Let your intuition lead you. And again, this is an alternative to perhaps using sage if you're in the position where you can't use sage or you can't open up all the windows and let everything out or you can't light a lot of incense. And then you're going to start after at the beginning of the door again, and you're just going to spray. You're going to spray that mist all through the house with the intention that you're clearing it. You're walking through and you're clearing it. You're walking through and you're clearing, you're clearing all of the negative energy. If there's any, any low energy, any frequency that need to be released, because sometimes it's not negative, but to release. And especially if anyone's had an argument in the space, it's great. I keep it with my cleaning supplies. I use that. If somebody comes in, you want to clear it out. For those of you who are readers, those of you who are energy workers and light workers, and you do that kind of work, after each session, you can use that and spray the area before you go on to the next session. If you're getting ready to leave the house, you can spray it all over you, and then you can leave and you can be cleared, and you know it's cleared. So you're going to use that water, and you're going to walk all the way through the house just, just however your intuition is leading you to walk. Yeah, I'm talking fast because we're in the after hours. I'm sorry, you guys, I'm trying to get it all in. So you're going to walk through the house. You're going to clear the house, spray that rainbow water and clear everything out of the house. So that's part one. The second part, you're going to take a piece of paper and put it in every major spot in the room and how you will begin to walk the labyrinth. If you're doing it by yourself, you're going to go into that first space when you first come into the door. And I want you to write an intention for the energy in that space. And you can make it a statement. You can make it a mantra. You can write down what you want. You can write down what you feel. And let me take a step back. When you're doing the rainbow water, you do not have to open the windows or doors. Energy knows how to find its way out. I want you to think of that like a blaster, almost like pouring peroxide on a, on a cut. You know how it bubbles up? 
and it gets rid of all the germs and the bacteria, that's what rainbow water is going to do energetically in your house. So the cool thing about that, you can do it any time of the year. You don't have to open up all the windows. You don't have to open up all the doors. Energy knows how to seep in and it knows how to seep out. That's why we're putting that hematite in there because once the energy is gone, it's sealing all of these seals because believe it or not, we all have leaks unless we all live into a solid space and we don't. So anywho, you're going to put that piece of paper and you're going to write an intention statement that best describes what energy you want to use in that space. And this can be anywhere. This could be at work. This could be in your car. This can be in your house. This could be at school. This could be anywhere that you go and whatever you're doing, you can use this. And it's not harmful. It's water, rainbow water charged up, right? With essential oils in it. Ta-da! Not damaging to anything. So you're going to use that and you're going to go through every space. If you have children, this is such a great exercise to ask them, what do you want this space to feel like when you come here? And by you setting that intention statement and writing it out and going through every single space, then when you come back, remember feng shui is really good design and it's based on an energetic perspective. Then you can start beginning to look at that space and see, how can I have this space feel love, feel safe? All of these things you guys were naming, be energizing, charge you up, and you're going to be surprised of the inspiration and the downloads that start coming in. And something as simple, people have told me during sessions, Miss Blue, I simply move my uh, desk from one side of the room to the other. I took a rug up and took one rug that I had in the uh, living room and I put that rug in the bedroom and it made a world of difference. I took a lamp and took it from one side of the room and put it on the other side of the room. So this isn't necessarily about you going out, having to buy all new things. It's about really working with the things you have and trusting the things you have. You've already cleared the clutter. You've already gotten rid of the things that are damaged. And now you're working with all of these things. And then you're going to also know why they even exist. Because you're going to start realizing some of the stuff you don't need. And then you're going to also realize what could be used inside that space. You're going to start getting creative. I have one of my favorite um, Starbucks cups that is um, that has the Yemenya, because, of course, you know what that is. And it's one of my collectible cups, and it's in the color of Tiffany. You guys know Tiffany Jeweler. And I have all my colored pens in there because I needed this color to bring a certain frequency into my creative space, into my spiritual center, you know, into my sacral chakra, you know, into the place where I'm doing things. And it was something that simple that was in the kitchen that I realized that I could use inside my space. 
I want you to get really, really creative about how you can start bringing these things together and looking at ways to um, really bring that space to that frequency level because that's what you're doing. There is what's called Maslow's chart that tells about what words hold frequencies. And you can Google this on the internet. So you want to use words like joy because that's a, joy is a high frequency. Happiness, that's a high frequency. Love, a very high frequency. You know, um, full of life, that's a frequency. You know, security, that's a high frequency. So when you say words like that, begin to start looking and you'll see intuitively through your intuition, through your third eye, you're going to see how it's going to draw you to certain objects in your house that can help you bring that energy in the space. Now, for the last part, here's the cool last part of what you're going to do. You're going to take something and blindfold one yourself or one of your family members. Don't do it by yourself. Don't blindfold yourself. And you're going to close their eyes and you're going to bring them through the space and ask them what do they feel when you're done. And I guarantee you a lot of the things that you wrote on the paper for each one of those spaces, they're going to express that. They're going to express those emotions. They're going to say, ooh, I don't know where I am. But this feels, it feels so happy. It feels so full of joy. It feels, you know, all of these things. And get creative with colors and, you know, with lighting and, you know, with changing the furniture around. Sometimes you may have to change it around one or two times and begin to start looking at that because ultimately, one of the mystical powers of the labyrinth is really about understanding how life force energy, chi energy is flowing through, not just the space, but through the people or the person living in the space. So it has to feel good to you. It has to uplift you because you're the one that's there. And that's where you want to start. So, that's going to do it, family. I hope you guys have fun doing this labyrinth. I really want to, I would love to hear back from you to see how you did your labyrinth, what kind of things you're going to come up with, if there were some words that came to you, if anything in tonight's share spoke to you, helped you, I would love it if you would subscribe to the YouTube channel, subscribe to us over on Instagram, Facebook, all the social medias, hit that bell, and also leave a comment about what are some of the things that you're going to be doing, you have done, or what was your takeaway from tonight's share. So these are some things that we can do. We have in here in America what's known as Labor Day coming up. And uh, that's a great day. <laughs> that's a great day to take some time uh, to really kind of get your house in order because after all, it is your divine temple. It is your sacred space of where you live. It is a house that is alive. Your house is alive. We didn't get a chance to talk about it, um, but if you go back through the archives, you will see where I take you through an exercise so you can meet the spirit of your sacred space, communicate with your house because your house will communicate with you. If you set that intention when you start, your house will start to talk to you and even tell you, like, no, girl, 
That's not a good idea to put that there. Or if you have a front door, and as soon as you open the front door, you have steps that are there. Make sure the steps are clear. Make sure the steps are nice. Uh, you can use pictures to take you up the steps to build the energy to the second landing. Um, or you can use artwork. Nothing brightens up a space better uh, than children's artwork or artwork yourself you have done. So you always want to make sure that your space has something that you have created. I don't care if you don't consider yourself an artist or you can't draw. It could be something you make. Um, it could be something you cook. You want to constantly have things that is expressive of yourself or others that is in your house. Um, so I, I hope that did you guys well. This was really cool. I am totally obsessed Um with when it comes to you guys know two of my greatest loves feng shui and the chakras so i love talking about those things and we're in the perfect energy you know we need to be clearing our sacred space and we need to be clearing our our bodies a great time to do a detox to do a cleanse you know all of these great things start exercising start moving and I can't think of any better way to do that for us to get ready of us really coming into some greatness and some very um, highly innovative times of creativity than to get these things in order with ourselves and with our sacred space, with our temples, with our pyramids, with our altars, because your whole house is your altar. And that includes your backyard and your front yard, too. So think about that. So peace and love, you guys. Have an amazing week. I will see some of you in readings this week. Oh, yes. And we're going to have Dinah Ross take us out of here because this is our house and we live here. Oh, yeah, we live here. Planet Remix. And I live here. There's no welcome at the door. Hey, and if you come on in, you're going to get much more. That's right. I love you guys. I love you. Don't forget to download, download, download. Don't forget to leave a comment. I cannot wait to hear what you guys take away.
Just one, just one. 